0: Welcome to Progress and Work. I'm your host, Patrick Figures, and this week we are continuing our conversation about hard conversations. I've been thinking about the best way to describe a hard conversation, a crucial conversation. And there's a fancy definition, which is from the book Crucial Conversations, and it's uh, opposing opinions, strong emotions, and high stakes, which is a great definition. But I think a simpler way to understand it might also just be any conversation that you're avoiding, that you're putting off. Uh, There's an employee that I have um, who has been putting off a conversation with her, um, now i describe him as her boyfriend. And uh, she went through that period that we can all relate to, which is um, we've been seeing each other, we're romantically involved, but we're not calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend for whatever reason and all she needed to do because it was making her miserable was have this conversation with this guy say hey we haven't talked about it but I'd like to be official and she was putting it off and it was making her miserable and two things struck me about this situation with um, with my employee one was it seems so obvious that the right thing to do is to just tell the other person how you feel and yet I can also relate to what she's going through and I think you can as well. We've all been in this situation where there is something really important that we should tell somebody else, but we can't bring ourselves to have that conversation. So there's this tension that develops and everything that we every interaction that we have with this person is defined by this tension the way I describe it in my marriage is that every conversation is simultaneously about and not about the topic that we're avoiding it becomes the 800-pound gorilla it contorts and bends your entire relationship around whatever thing it is that you're avoiding instead of having these uncomfortable conversations we contort ourselves to avoid having these interactions why is that why do we do that and for you whatever conversation that you might be avoiding why do you think that is what is it about us that makes these conversations so hard there's a great book about teamwork that speaks to an an element that I think is at play here. It's by Patrick Lencioni. It's called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And what Lencioni posits is that um, conflict in team dynamics is built on trust. So you have to have trust with that person. But the, the thing that limits trust, the thing that enables trust is vulnerability. And the thing that limits trust is our need to be impervious. And I always love that phrasing that Lencioni used in that book. The notion of imperviousness. That what limits our willingness to be vulnerable, to admit that someone hurt our feelings, to admit that something's bothering us, it requires us to first admit that we're affected by something. And that's really difficult for a lot of us. It's hard to admit that something is bothering you. It's hard to admit that you're affected. And if you want an example of that, uh, look at all the men, um, to to broad brush and stereotype, that growing up were afraid to admit when a movie made them cry or a book made them cry or when they were moved by an experience. Um, I'm of a generation of men that, that were still raised with this very toxic notion of masculinity where men don't cry. Men don't feel emotions. We're impervious. And a dangerous extension of that is that our feelings don't get hurt. And this is the same thing that leads us to, to believe that everything needs to be logical and, and we, we don't let our emotions come into play. Because if we're being honest, the thing that makes hard conversations, crucial conversations, so hard is the emotion of it. It's the way that they make us feel logically, even when the stakes are high, you can have high-stakes conversations that don't activate these emotions. You're negotiating a million-dollar deal. You're trying to find a house. These things that are really, really important that have high stakes, yet don't make you feel the same way. Don't make you feel this tightness in your chest. And that's because emotions aren't involved. It's hard for us to admit that things bother us. It's hard for us to admit that we have emotions, that we bleed, that our feelings get hurt. And that limits our ability to have these necessary conversations because we don't want to look foolish. We don't want to look like babies. We don't want to look vulnerable to other people. And so instead, what we do is we remain closed off. We do nothing. We remain silent. You can see examples of this in these roommate relationships, a bad roommate, a bad marriage, you get cold drama, it's a term I love, where clearly there is tension, clearly there is dysfunction, but nobody talks about it. There's an air, there's a there's a, a sense of electricity, of, of your hair standing on end, because something is wrong, but you can't put your finger on it. And... Really bad work relationships have this, really bad marriages have this, uh, really bad roommate relationships have this, this dysfunction that no one is willing to talk about. We say nothing and we do nothing, not because we want to say nothing, not because we want to do nothing. We say and do nothing because we're not sure what to say. And so these problems fester and we hope that they will solve themselves. And what is so often true is that these issues never solve themselves. You are the thing that solves these problems. But you have to be willing to have an uncomfortable conversation. And this is in turn why relationships are so important. Because by having a healthy relationship with someone, having trust with someone, it gives you something to stand on. It gives you something to put some emotional weight on. It's far easier to have a hard conversation with someone that you've already had a hard conversation with because you know that person better because this, the trials and tribulations that you've been through before make it easier to delve deeper, make it easier to have these challenging conversations before. There's this combinatorial... Effect. that's what wonderful marriages are built on that's what families are built on this shared uh, gauntlet that you've been through with someone else and this is why one of the reasons why relationships are so important and why they're so important to the workplace because by building trust by building a a common understanding with someone else it it increases your willingness to have a vulnerable conversation because you feel like you can be open and let your guard down with that person and that they're not going to hurt you. Because again, that's the thing that we're most afraid of is that we'll take off our armor in front of somebody and that'll hurt us. And as Lencioni talks about in his book, that's why all teams need to build a dynamic of trust, need to build up real authentic relationships get to know the other person. What's your wife's name? What's your husband's name? What's your dog's name? Where do you go on vacation? Building up a sense of comfort with that other person, this uh, real relationship fiber, because that's what you use to have these challenging interactions. Be willing to admit to yourself that things bother you the definition of our walk as leaders as managers as people is to be imperfect and the sooner that you admit that to yourself that you don't have to be impervious the easier it is to take whatever's bothering you today whatever hard conversation you're putting off and to get it over with it's not going to kill you and as a matter of fact what most of us have experienced is a feeling of foolishness at having put off a hard conversation for so long because 90% of the time, the person that we're avoiding talking to is very receptive to that conversation. The employee that I referenced earlier, by the time the topic came up about what are we, it was a phenomenal conversation for her. It wasn't as bad as she was worried it was going to be. But you have to admit that something's bothering you and have the willingness to engage in that conversation with the other person. You, you have to be willing to be hurt Because guess what, you're gonna be hurt anyways. You're not fooling anyone. You can't hide forever. And deep down, isn't that the definition of leadership? We go first. You're going to have to show a willingness to be vulnerable first, to be the first person to put yourself out there. That's what it means to be a leader, to sacrifice more than other people, to lead by example. And this is a great way to lead by example with your wife, with your husband, with your boss, with your employees, be willing to go first to have that hard conversation, to admit that something's been on your mind, to admit that something's been bothering you. Because if we don't, we're destined to spend our entire lives controlled by these feelings that we're not willing to admit that we have. Good luck out there.